This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Justified After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Justified After Show. Yeah. There it is. That's it. Okay. Nice. All right. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another AfterBuzz TV After Show for Justified Season 5, Episode 1, the premiere episode this year, eponymously titled Murder of Crows. I'm your host, John Comerford. I'm joined in the studio by the lovely and talented Tamara Bird. Hey, everybody. And the not-so-lovely but equally talented Stephen Monomoy. That's me. And the incorrigible, the inimitable, the indefatigable. Indefatigable. That's the one I was looking for. Matt Lieberman. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, in the booth, Stephen Lemieux. Thank you, Stephen. Woo! All right, so uh, real quick, I want to let you know that we have our special segment today. Instead of news and gossip, we're going to be talking about the premiere that we were at. Uh, we were all invited to join uh, FX Studios and uh, the makers of uh, Justified for their premiere at the DGA, the D- Directors Guild of America here in uh, L.A. Uh, unfortunately, only Tamara and I were able to go, but we will talk about that. So we're going to do that after we break down the show. So getting to the show, welcome to have it back. I, was that well-received by you guys? Did it's you been enjoy? a long time. And I we're know. glad to see the high body count back. Uh, uh, over just a year, almost a year, because the last season premiered January 8th. This premiered January 7th. So we've been, mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, seemed years. a lot longer than that. But I yeah. agree. Uh, they made up for lost time. The yeah. uh, squib hits and the, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. the stage blood is yeah. back. Yeah. I know. Good comedy. High body count. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just yeah. like we like it. I think there might have been more bodies in this one episode than there were in the vast majority of season four. It mm-hmm. could be. Um, I mean, what was it? T- nine. I, was it ten? Nine. Okay, I had nine. ten. So, all right, we'll go with nine. Uh, nine and a half, just in case. Okay. Anybody yeah. who's ran- oh, yeah. yeah, we'll call season four the smart season. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone likes a good mystery. Yeah. I, I dug season uh, four. Yeah. Sure. But I like squib hits. Okay. That's but true. season four did bring us Constable Bob. It did. Oh, Absolutely. So. I right. miss him. But, but so, got off on a great footing 
because we, we, let's just open up in the courtroom. It's great to see Dewey back. It's always fun to have mm-hmm. Dewey in the in the in right in the middle of everything. And can we just say how different he looks in real life? Oh, yeah, right. Go ahead. <laughs> we saw him at the press. Well, line. yeah. I mean, you know, all the tattoos are makeup, and yeah. you know he. Boy, does he just look like a normal guy. He was very presentable. Wearing a suit and had combed hair and all that. I almost didn't recognize him. Yeah, Yeah. almost not. Almost not. I think we have a picture, but we'll show show those later. Yeah. Okay, so getting into it now, this was great because we are setting up, or at least the show is setting up, the Detroit and Florida aspect of it. And Graham Yosef actually talked about this. He was really anxious to do Detroit and Florida because those were uh, Graham's, I'm sorry, Elmore Leonard's, one of the favorite places for him to write about. So he was great to be able to do that for him. Unfortunately, he passed away before he could see the episode, but they, they were very excited about the idea. And I thought it was great, too, because we've been talking about Detroit for the last season. We've been talking that. about it for the last yes, four seasons. Exactly. Yeah. That's been, it's been part of it, but certainly last season was a lot of the show. Focus. was all mm-hmm. that, the, uh, you know, toning and the whole thing. And we finally get to go there. Uh, and then Florida, we started the whole uh, series. The whole thing was started in Florida. The first step, the first scene was in Florida. So yeah, now we get, get to go back. Florida to stay alive, Exactly. You got you. So it's good to go back in a way. So that's great. And so we have these two worlds colliding. And we also see that in, there's Cuba, there's Canada. I mean, we got a lot of things going on in here. It's, Multinational, justified. Right. Yeah. I had a real feel of true grit uh, in that courtroom scene of, oh. the, of <laughs> that, that little, of, he's just a marshal. Uh-huh. And he, he wasn't really taking too much of it that seriously. No, enough God. to not get in trouble, but mm-hmm. it really had that feel. And real quick, um, the the little memorial that did to uh, Elmore Leonard. Yeah. Oh, we right. Just, it, sure. it was really nice. It, mm-hmm. it, I really felt like, man, I think not only obviously was a voice loss, but a whole style of writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Which has been copied like crazy. Of course. Yeah, but tribute. when you lose the, uh, the original, it, it's just mm-hmm. it's going to be a void. And, and it'll be interesting to see what happens to the writing in the series without his, you know, I don't know how involved he was near mm-hmm. the end. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. But definitely, there, you could see his thumbprint was on it. So yeah. we'll, so. we'll keep an eye on that. But um, anyway, that was a nice tribute. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad that we're, we're getting this kind of larger scope yeah. this year. Um, it, it boasts of, okay, we're in season five. How many more years can we be doing this show? We need to not only expand the playing field, but it's time to kind of reap some of these crops we've been planting right. over the last few years. And, you know, Dewey, he's a very funny character. He's a mm-hmm. fan favorite character. To plug him right into the action and to uh, put him up against or pair him with, you know, these far more dangerous cousins who actually do all the things that he pretends to do. Right. You know. But even he's afraid of them. Exactly. <laughs> he's terrified of being a yeah. gangster, but that's yeah. all he's cut out for. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's going to be a great generator for conflict, especially, mm-hmm. like, th- this episode had tons of twists. Like, you never really knew where it was going, and I feel like, you know, is he the next Dilly? Is he the next body that's yeah. going to be piled up in a long line of crow dead? 
Well, and you know, with his three hundred dollars that he got, or yeah. yeah. that he got, you know, it'll be interesting because he could become a target, or he could become a kingpin. Right. Or, never, or is both. That, but, but as Matt was pointing out before we even started, did he already give all that three hundred grand that he was awarded? To, to Boyd, to Boyd, buy Audrey. Right. Yeah. According so, to Boyd, he did. Well, well, you know, he's throwing that number about. I mean, right. he was going to give it to Paxton. You know, he, Boyd was going to give that 300 grand to Paxton to get help Ava. Mm-hmm. Assuming Paxton was going to But stay he says, you know, I don't have it now. So was he, was right. he, was he, was that just all a ruse? I don't know. I mean, he, Raylan susses out that it was Boyd's idea for him to purchase Audrey's. Right. We don't know how much money necessarily he spent on it, but. Boyd gave up what I assume is the majority of his money right. in this briefcase to the Canadians. Yeah. I can't imagine that he actually has three hundred grand lying yeah. around, and it's you know it's the exact but, same figure. Yeah, yeah. Like, except I, even I even have a hard time believing that Dewey is dumb enough to pay three hundred grand for Audrey's. Right. But I'm, I'm not saying he yeah. couldn't, but it's it's a chance. That's a stretch for me. Well, to if buy it, that. then how about this? If it was going to take him another week to get the three hundred thousand, yeah. maybe he was just going to go back and just. Kill Dewey and take the rest of his money. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's more likely. I you guess, know, but he did save enough for that uh, above ground pool. Fancy that's pool. True. Very fancy. All right. Pool. So, so, since we're there, let's talk about the pool. I, I just thought it was hysterical. No, but th- not that John part of it. Because it's your favorite scene. scene. No, no. The part that I think was hysterical <laughs> was that he's. He's playing Marco Polo in an above-ground pool, Thank yeah. you. and then there's a school bus driving by. Oh, that's it, right naked. In full. naked. You left the yeah. naked. Well, yes, of course, naked. But but mm-hmm. I just love that the school bus is right driving is on the same route mm-hmm. as a whorehouse yeah. oh, where they're having above-ground naked Marco Polo. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what else do you do in an above-ground pool? I know. Yeah, I just, naked I like, Marco Polo. Okay. That, but let's step back a minute because we have to enjoy uh, Wade. And, and yes, <laughs> the, James LaGrosse. Yeah. Fabulous um, actor. Yes. yes. Uh, and just his... Just, just one of the great lines of the show today. Because yeah. Yeah. W- what else would you say to somebody walking in? Hey there, Raylan. <laughs> Can I get you a blowjob? Blowjob or something? Uh, something. Just such a weird delivery, <laughs> which was just so rad. Yeah. And and then after that, he's oh like, uh, so what's new? Oh, I got out of prison. Really? No yeah. kidding. Yeah. You're, that's nuts. I'm looking right at you. <laughs> Not oh in prison. God. What? Wow. No. Uh, um, but, and and Dickie Bennett is name checked. Uh, oh, was he? I didn't miss, yeah, I missed no, that part. Uh, Where was he? Wade... Wade uh, when he was talking to Wade, he's you know he said uh, he mentioned Dickie ben- Bennett and that whole scandal. Wade used to work with Dickie, sure, uh, which is why Raylan's kind of a little uneasy that and he's... and aware that he got out because yeah. he says anybody who's uh, uh, tried to kill a marshal gets I notified. Get notified. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good policy. It is a good policy. Yeah, yeah. but I I just love James. Well, first of all, I mean we're in a bar and he's carrying the the whatever the, the case of beer or whatever he is or condoms or condoms you whatever, he's, whatever he's carrying but uh, yeah it's a heavy box but- of condoms <laughs> Jesus <laughs> what, what, it seemed like such a natural thing to say can I get you a blowjob or something yeah or something and it, 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 completely unaware of the whole thing I, I, I go how do you Okay, man's just being hospitable. Exactly, okay, yeah, but, but as a performer, so, yeah. it's so right. difficult. I mean, because he, I mean, I would, I would be chuckling like crazy. I'm thinking that yeah. might bleed somewhere. I might, you know, I might give a tell because that's such an easy thing to laugh about. Mm-hmm. But they no. do that. They do that a lot with the writing in this, and, yeah. and it, it's to lull you into this. Oh, they're just a bunch of yokels. They, right. they don't really have. Yeah. Oh my god! And they not an awareness. And they get you every time with it. Yeah. They did it in the courtroom scene with the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. You know, wanting, she wants to do this grand case, and mm-hmm. the judge cuts her out from underneath. They do it later on the bridge. They do it in 
Detroit. Of course. So, and they're so good at it. Yeah. They're so good at just layering it in and just being in that world. Mm-hmm. It's it's just amazing. Okay, let's actually talk story a little bit more because, Matt, you brought up a great point that in the courtroom sequence, do you think the attorney really wanted to bring a class action or could bring a class action suit against all the all, um, right. brutality? Uh, in the that, marshals? Well, that, that Raylan is responsible for. Especially. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's left open-ended. Right. But it, you just you have to imagine with the amount of times that he's been written up or yeah. that he, even the things that didn't get reported mm-hmm. where he's just he's just playing fast and loose with the law with mm-hmm. very little regard for it. The things that he did when he wasn't even on duty, right. you know, that mm-hmm. wound up uh, like in arrests. Right. And, but, and then there was that whole thing about him saying, I, that's not in the report. I didn't write that in the report. So yeah. obviously, you that know, we told him. But I, I, because of what you're, that point that you're bringing up, I'm wondering if they're actually going to go somewhere with that. And that may be part of his uh, challenges that he has to overcome this season. Well, I mean, if you recall back at the start of the series, there's an investigation being done sure. into his conduct. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, now that we're in the back half of the series, it, it, we could conceivably be seeing that as part of the show's endgame mm-hmm. in the next couple of seasons, these things do come back to haunt him. Mm-hmm. They don't put that stuff in there for no reason. Right. So when he said, I didn't put that in the report, that red flagged me too. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine they would drop that line in there right. and not have some sort of payoff. So I, they're laying something in, I think. Could be right. totally wrong. Right. Well, speaking before. of laying something in, that, that whole courtroom sequence with Dewey being awarded and everything like that, and then, of course, with uh, Dilly being on the run, that that's what sets up a Raylan for having to go to Florida because Art tells him you got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, take care. And he can, since he gets no word with Dewey, go see your go. kid. But I also wanted to talk about the parallels between how they set that storyline up with how they set Boyd up because they frequently have done that where they take these two characters and show you know take them on parallel mm-hmm. uh, uh, storylines, so to speak. And that's what they do with Boyd because we're in a courtroom with Raylan. Now we're t- with an attorney in the jail, well, the, the holding cell, so to speak, with Ava, Ava and that's and the up. wild man and the wild man. Yes. I never settle. That's why they call me the wild man. Okay, okay. Let's back it up. Dial it back a little bit, wild man. Put your headphones on. Crank it to 10. Totally quiets the wild man. And then what does he listen to? Classical. Opera. Yeah, Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. Wild. No, they do that a lot. Mm -hmm. Again, the the parallel, they've done it since the first Mm -hmm. season. Since, you know, there's always been... They took a a little departure when they went into the episodic out of, you know, and... uh, but I think we can all just lower our heads for a moment and thank Breaking Bad for for this sort of long-term, lots of violence, lots of breaking the <laughs> rules sort of – because cause really, I mean, they set the groundwork and these shows are reaping the benefits. Because if you remember, the first season of this, they kind of went – and then they went to the episodic, we're going to mm-hmm. solve a crime, and then they shifted. And they saw. Well, I don't know if they saw it Breaking Bad, but but Breaking Bad was moving in that direction, and they started moving that direction. It's made the show completely different. So you think this is Beach Boys and the Beatles seeing what she that is doing and and you know responding? Yeah, well, <laughs> which and that means what show is the monkeys? Because they were all right, right exactly. there for a little while. Low Winter Sun is the monkeys. There you go. So that's going to be one episode show we're going to do is all, all right. shows based on groups of the 60s. Okay. Great. Right, so we get our first Can't glimpse wait. of Florida. We see, you know, it's totally, I loved how they did it cinematically. The way they showed Florida was always out. There was green. There was the, the water and everything. And we go to, when we go to Detroit, 
It's gritty and dark and yeah. Graphic novel shots, yeah, was, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, just the, the first elevator shot you oh, see yeah, is a like, bucket being lowered yeah. down the shaft. But in yeah. both places, everyone smells bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you could just tell. Everybody's sweaty yeah. and gross. And I'm sorry. Oh, I'm fine. sorry. No, here's what I loved about Detroit. Every time you saw the kingpin, he was by the pool. He was, uh, it was, um, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Adam Arkin. Adam Arkin, yes. Yeah. So Theotone. when they're Theotone, going to Detroit, right. I'm thinking, we're gonna see, oh, yeah, we're going to see the nice, <laughs> wow, yeah, mm-hmm. big difference. Bucket. And, and here's the other well, thing. Well, that's the difference between Theo and Sammy. And Sammy, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And yet they're saying, don't you guys know about, you know, the NSA and the drones and stuff? And they're yeah. kind of doing the same thing that Kentucky's doing. They're so under the radar and staying so invisible. This is their technology. Right. Yeah. I, I Buckets. Loved it. It was Buckets and chainsaws. Buckets yeah. and chainsaws. Let's, see, them, and let's chainsaws. see them eavesdrop on that. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, a chainsaw is pretty loud. That's true. 12, 12 okay. stories up, that, that'll carry But again... It. Uh, this to me, this harkens back to Quarles in you know season three when uh. he you know his fun job that he liked to do picking up you know guys and then right. doing all kinds of nuts crazy yes. things and violent things with him and I I never thought Sammy was into the same kind of thing but right. sure why not well like think about what he looked like tonight and the times that we've seen him before he looked out of it. Like, yeah. I don't know if he was strung out on drugs or mm. he just hadn't slept because of the, the price on his head from the Canadians. Who right. knows? But I don't think he was getting enjoyment out of it. I think he's so he just had a mental lapse. He lost touch with reality. It's like, mm-hmm. this is just what has to happen. It was odd for me because I... I there was never a setup for him to have this streak in him, and he seemed really disappointed that he wasn't back there. Yeah. It seemed yeah. like he really wanted uh, to get... I was supposed and, to... Yeah. yeah, and every yeah. other time we've seen him, he's been kind of like this, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm depending on my dad. Yes, you know, this very sort of true. Really, so it was... It was almost like there was a, a few episodes Just, we didn't get to see of yeah. this transition of him well, going that, from like and, a puppet to... And so, yeah. and so I'm asking the question here, oh, do you think they did that just to make the scene weirder? And, well, what about you know, those blow-up dolls? Uh, yeah, the blow-up dolls, the yeah. chainsaw, the guy screaming. Yeah. The, they hand them the gasoline and go, how long until you run out of steps? Yeah. yeah. What? Okay, gasoline. Well, are you going to torch? Oh, no, of course it's for the chainsaw. Course, the whole yeah. thing was weird. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. sure, and why not? The, and I'm wondering if they went, like in the writer's room, if they went, um, mannequins. Mannequins. Blow-up we get to mannequins. Mannequins blow-up dolls. and blow-up yes. dolls. Yeah. Yeah. It's last week. We don't have to explain it. It's just weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, my favorite thing is like uh, the first guy says last that was last week, and then Picker comes out. He's like, that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, that's to me, that's like a classic Elmore Leonard device where right. it's just like you take something very idiosyncratic and then you just you play it a few more times yeah. the exact same way as if it's completely normal. But it was extremely effective because I mean that whole Detroit sequence just was just bizarre, bonkers. Yeah, yeah. And, and yet dropping the little humor bit. And then the surprise ending for Sammy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And wow. I don't know as I don't know if you've ever had to do it, but if you what ever, chainsaw somebody, kill somebody, or, no, shoot a guy. That. Yeah. No, if you've had to stand on the other side of a squib hit, where mm-hmm. you know you're going to get that splatter. Oh my god. It's not 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 like great ones, like well, indie I ones. I don't know how you're ones. not standing there going. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, he takes it in the face. It's, it's a wide yeah. splatter, and they Twice. both. Yeah, that's true. Man, so <laughs> again, I loved it. Loved yeah. it. Loved the yeah. splatter. Yeah, Boyd, got, Boyd was covered in blood the entire episode. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. He was the cafe. With but the, with here's the my question. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Is this is this legitimately the end of the Detroit 
crime crime family. Like, is this is the the there are no Tonins left? I assume. Right. And, yeah, and the Canucks have taken over, so to speak. Yeah, you know, uh, Win Duffy, Jerry Burns, now a series regular. Right. Um. So I have to assume that he and he and Boyd are now you know sh- firmly shacked up in their efforts. Well, well all- I think they made it very clear the Canucks are not. They're not going to do any bit because the organized mm-hmm. crime, by, by definition, should be organized. Yeah. This is their last yeah. shipment, and you need to look to Mexico. So I think it is. I think we're done with Detroit. Wow. So it's all Canadian now. And I'm wondering if that it's had all ever, Mexican now. Mexican. And I yeah. wonder if that is They're taking everybody's jobs. Yeah, I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that you know, um, you know they wanted to do to do this Detroit storyline, but Elmore passed away, and if they decided, well, we don't want to do it now. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good point, though. Mm. So. Too bad because it's a fun place to hang yeah. out. Yeah, well, but it doesn't seem like we're going to be there at all anymore. I mean, because what, 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 who would be going back to see Sammy? The whole structure is gone. gone. I mean, uh, Picker's going with them. Yeah, right. So he's and in, he, his and contacts are in Mexico. Right. So it looks like Mexico's the next thing. And I right. guess if you think about how many lieutenants went to Kentucky and died, <laughs> there can't have been that much structure left when Sammy well, took over. It's not even necessarily all true. Sammy's fault. Everyone was dead. That's true. <laughs> that's that's the one bad thing about a body count. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to figure out. New places and new 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 True. crime families. You gotta get the gut body count up. Yeah, exactly. But, but you can't start kill recruiting. Everybody. Can't go there anymore. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a war of attrition. I never thought I would see Dave Keckner shoot someone. Yeah, that was uh, that was just strange for me. I mean, I love that this show did a lot of casting against type. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dave Foley as one of the Canadians and Will Sasso as yeah. well mm-hmm. from Mad TV. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an extensive guest cast list tonight. Mm-hmm. They like, did, they did, and I love seeing Dave Foley again. Mm-hmm. I've always liked watching yeah. him. And, and, and you were mentioning about um, the um, well, uh, damages. Yeah, yeah, and, and how often they use comedians in that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in I, thought, I thought Foley was great. I, it was because you're so used to seeing him being on, you know, Kids in the Hall and being. Big comedic roles, comedic mm-hmm. to just sit and back. wearing wi- women's clothes and wigs, <laughs> right. yes. but to just sit back and, and be you know, uh, yeah. smaller, more okay, subtle. But and... Am I the only one that at the end of that, when he has that look back at everybody, was that I because I kind of chuckled at it? I was okay, that's not very intimidating. <laughs> Maybe for a Canadian, that's intimidating. Well, but... I mean, if you've ever watched Canadian drama, yeah. that is a Whoa. Look. Yeah. that is huge, that would melt ice. And in Canada, that's very that's useful, saying something yeah, exactly, useful very right important, yeah, right? So, but or it was, it was right good now. to see Will Sasso. But let's get back to the Keckner thing because yes. we're now going back to Florida. And, of course, that's where Raylan gets his babysitter or, I'm sorry, his chauffeur, whatever he's called. Chaperone. Him. Chaperone, yeah. And it's Keckner, of course. And it's great to see him. He, and it's wonderful to see him in a more dramatic turn as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, first of all, he's one of the great guys. He's extremely nice. He does a, a, a lot of – he just likes to work. But he's, so he's a lot of, does a lot of favors and small things. Mm-hmm. But he's always working because mm-hmm. everybody likes to work with him. And he's the guy who can slip into roles and you don't go – you know, mm-hmm. oh, I don't buy that guy. Yeah. You know, he can just he can just yeah. really slip yeah. in. And, yeah. yeah, and yeah. what a what a remarkably different uh, Marshall than Rayleigh. Yeah, that's Somebody, the thing I was. Yeah, of. you know, if you look at them, their priorities are just completely opposite. Mm-hmm. Where he's the guy who family always came first. Yep. You know, he being a marshal is his job; it's not his yeah. life. Versus Raylan, who would rather go back and catch mm-hmm. the Haitian mm-hmm. for poaching gators than go see his daughter. Yeah. Yes, and I, just the way they 
the, the, just the costume, what they costumed him. And, you know, you see Raylan in his jeans and his, whatever the shirt was. Was it a looking just his looking really, shirt. But he's really with the good. boots and the hat yeah. and everything like that. Then you go to this guy, Sexy. and he looks like an accountant or whatever. He does yeah. not look like a marshal in any way, shape, or form. Right. And I thought that part was great. And, I, well, and then you were mentioning that it's kind of the father-son parallel again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, giving him the advice and go ahead. It's one of the themes of the show, you know, going yeah. back is several seasons with Arlo. Uh, with Arlo and then with Boyd's relationship with Arlo, mm-hmm. Boyd's relationship with Bo. Yeah. Uh, Art's relationship with, with, with Raylan. Raylan. Yeah. 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 Is, uh, you know, fatherhood is a big deal. So now that, Ray, uh, that Raylan's a father... He's he's avoiding it. I think mm-hmm. a lot of that yeah. has to do with unresolved feelings with you know his own his own father. Mm-hmm. He's not ready. He doesn't want to be the person who screws up his kid. Mm-hmm. But as Dave Keckner's character Sutter points out, you know, uh, or no, it's actually it's Art who says it's important to see him while they're young. Yeah, mm-hmm. very important. Mm-hmm. And he, but he says it offhandedly. But he doesn't see him. And then, so then we're left with that scene where he's with Winona at the end, and they're doing it all uh, via Skype, whatever the heck they're doing it, Facetime, whatever. But so, what is your opinion about why he chooses not to? Is it because, is it, you know, Sutter had a line about mm-hmm. um, you know it was the hardest thing was leaving on Sunday, yeah, yeah. And seeing their faces, mm-hmm. and they ended the scene on that line, right? And I, th- I thought that was part of the reason why he went back because he didn't want to have to go through that. He mm-hmm. wasn't ready to go through that, and, and he's still conflicted. I think he's still. Can't be a dad because he, to, in his mind, I think to be a dad, I got to give this up, and yet he just worked with a guy mm-hmm. that has that has both that yeah. has both. But I think he also sees the sacrifice this guy's had to make in order to keep all of it together. So, I think the underlying thing, which I don't think he's aware of now, is that he's afraid of screwing it up because he's got no role model to be a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't know how. Well, I think also he's still in love with Winona, and that's not gonna happen Mm -hmm. so there is that extra element of you know how do i go see her and be with my baby and have this unrequited love and not you know not have that part of what i want it's just you know it's so much easier not to go yeah just avoid it yeah Yeah. avoid all of it and and that's why you have skype anywhere exactly (laughs) that's what it's for what i liked about it is it showed uh, a weakness that hopefully that they can exploit, meaning he can learn something from that and grow from that or something like that because it, he just looked, it was too easy and he was weak and he should have gone and seen his kid. Yeah. Do we know if um, Sutter is going to be coming back? Is, is that going to know. be a uh, sort of... I well, know. I don't think we're going to go over to... I don't, we're not going to be in Florida well, either. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, Winona's down there. Yeah. So I don't know... I doubt that we would go the whole season without him mm-hmm. seeing his kid once. Yeah, I think that's got to happen. That's, like, that's why they set it up. He's got to ha- I mean, I think there's yeah, some resolution there. Because the weird thing about Florida is, first of all, sugar is the new drug. Yeah. Hey, Interesting. Yeah. Hey, it never left. That's right, man. <laughs> it's more addictive. Sorry, man. I'm into corn syrup, man. Yeah, um, you on that? I'm in high shit. fructose. Huh. So, so th- that is going to be happening, mm-hmm. and that obviously is going to be handled down Florida way. Well, but wait a minute. I, I don't know that it is because the whole reason why Daryl's leaving Florida is because they got nothing there. Right. Mm-hmm. He says it. He says there's nothing here for yeah, us. You gotta, and and the, the Haitian says you got to find something else and make it yours. Yep. And that's why they're going to Kentucky. Hmm. I and Natalie Z still on the following, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, <laughs> damning way to be pragmatic. Thank you very much. That's true. Your suspension I mean, of disbelief just yeah. shattered. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, she. I mean, yeah. that's why she left. She was always going to be a right. guest star from here on out. Um, I don't know. 
you either go the whole season without him seeing his kid, which mm-hmm. could in itself be its own thing narratively, and these writers know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, or maybe in the last couple of episodes, he chases Daryl back down to Florida. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, we, yeah that God part. knows what. But clearly they're coming up to Kentucky. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I see Daryl being very comfortable in Harlan County. Yeah. 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 Seems Very more his speed, mm-hmm. less sweaty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or and sweaty probably, in a different way. And probably mm-hmm. more English speaking people. Then I is, really don't know how they're going to keep it alive. So, I don't, well, I think, well, Skype. Because, yeah, Skype, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, they, they, I'm sure they, they, they can easily find reasons to go to Florida. They just did today. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they, they used Sutter to lay in a lot of family. Right. A lot of family. They hammered it. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. So but, what, know, is that the theme for this season? Is it- I don't think it's going to be the theme for the season, not based on coming attractions. Well, I mean, we've got a crime family moving in. Dewey but, and but his I family. Think Boyd, family. Try, Boyd trying to build his family. Well, it's got to be the extension. crime family being... Family. Well, but look at it. I mean, because uh, Raylan has no family True. at the moment. Arlo's dead. Uh-huh. So the only family he has is the child because he's not going to have. Well, yeah, I mean, Work. actual blood relatives, right. oh, yeah, family, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. I, in order to keep any of that alive, it's it'll have to stay as part. Sure, it's going to be part of his motivation anyway because it's he's always going to have a child. Mm. And yeah, it's always going to be well, a thing. You know, I've always been an advocate for putting. Winona or the baby in jeopardy, you know, because it's, <laughs> always I always yeah. have been just just from a dramatic speaking, standpoint right. because it creates great um, motivation yeah. in in uh, sorry I keep getting Raylan. character and actor names um, in Raylan you know great motivation that would keep him because because we, we kind of got there when mm-hmm. she was pregnant right yeah and we were going through jeopardy, that yeah, you know absolutely. she was she was in jeopardy as that was happening and you know and I predicted that the baby was never going to be born that everybody was going to die it was going to be an ugly bloodbath bloodbath um, which when thankfully did didn't that? happen what makes you say that. Um, so that's another way that, you know, p- potentially Winona could get killed and then he ends up being responsible for this baby, which I don't see how that's going to come together because <laughs> her, she has a sister, I think, who, yeah. who was protecting mm-hmm. her. Yeah. But, but that, you know, that's another possibility for how the Winona and child thing could go because it's great conflict and great motivation for him and still deals with a threat of family. Mm-hmm. Thread, and not it's threat. just such a good storyline well, to not do something with. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think they have to. Right. I think well, and, to. and in the larger context, you, I think you're going to have Boyd obviously come back. And then you'll have, uh, with Daryl in town, those things could be at odds because you have those families. Because Daryl's obviously going to want to be dealing drugs or something, mm-hmm. which is going to be against Boyd. So we can right. still have all that fun stuff between families. Right. And um, Raylan said that line about the money specifically so the Haitian would hear him. So I, I don't think that was an accident at all. I think he knew that it would get back to... To Daryl. To Daryl. He wants his shot to put him back in jail. Yeah. I think, yeah. And, and I think, clearly... I think Raylan wants Daryl And there was that scene on the bridge uh, at the end of it mm-hmm. when, you know, uh, Daryl says that whole story about his father and what his father wanted to take care of the family. On like crap. Mm-hmm. And Raylan knows it's a lie and lets him Calls know he knows it's it. a lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Raylan knows something's up. So, so you, you guys would predict that he wants to put Daryl back. I, I think, you know... He said it earlier in the episode. He's like, man, like I thought all the crows mm-hmm. would be dead or in jail by now. Yeah. Um, I think he's looking for an excuse. Mm-hmm. 
He was ready to put him back in prison if he didn't help them out. Now, he, at one point, I think he had one crow left. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that was it. And now they're like coming out of everywhere. Uh, it's, it's a murder of crows. crows. Damn it's it! I thought I got rid of all yeah. these crows. And look at it's an infestation. It's as if he planted corn. Except you planted crows. It's the worst crop. It's a dumb crop. Hey, did you know he got shot in the ear? Oh, that's right. We, yeah. Right, that, that, yeah. yeah. Mean, got, boy got shot in the ear. He got disfigured. Yeah. Which was interesting because the actor, uh, Daryl, he, he has the Michael Rappaport. Yeah, Michael he Rappaport. Has ear, yeah. And they kept, they did that shot where uh-huh. every time they cut to him, like, oh, that's a wonky ear. That's like, boy, <laughs> they both have wonky ears now. They're oh, going to so be same ear, too. Ear cousins. Peril, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> Damn it, Donnie. You know, you could have you could have been alive right now, but instead you have to blast a hole in a door like an idiot, okay, taking off people's ears. He has zero regard right. for other people. Right. That must be a brutal I mean I mean it must be a great call to get. You're gonna go on justified. justified. It must be like Oh, three pages. Well, <laughs> uh, just because. No, Graham, he didn't even get three pages. I'm thinking about the guy yeah. on the bridge. You well, know. Uh, Graham yeah. Yost had said <laughs> at the premiere that so many people call to be on the show merely to get killed. They want to. Can I be with yeah. the next? Can they I be want to get killed. Get killed. And I think that's what happened last last season with Gerald McRaney. I think oh, he wanted to I come on. Right. Just to get. Yeah, my foot gets chopped. Yes, uh, I'm yeah. in. That, but he he get more than anything else. People want to come on Justified to get killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. I miss him. Good he was so good it. on the show. There you go. So good show for it. Mm-hmm. All right, indeed. Well, well the uh, let's see what else. Do, oh, I wanted to talk the Paxton and the Cloverhill. Yes. Yes. Oh yes, yes, so, yes. Because uh, obviously Boyd f- learns uh, who what judge is going to be there, and it's the one judge that he, is the wild can't card. Really get to, and he was just going to threaten his family, but he has no family. Has so. no family. He has no vices. Again, okay, damn not, it! I'm sorry, but I had a question about that mm-hmm. because that was a judge who was talking about in jail to, uh, with Ava. With Ava, yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- but he says to her. I'll threaten her. His, his family. family. And then he finds out he doesn't have a family. I, But that's not what I think the call was. I think... No? I think what it was is he lied to her flat out oh. when he said he'd threaten his family. He got the call that he was indeed the judge who was going to be on the trial. And he's like, well, I'm out of options. Because he walks out of that room and his, his lieutenant, whoever was in there, turns and, and does the fill-in line, which yeah. is the judge has no family. So at that point, I'm thinking, well, then he was either lying to Ava... Wait, wait, wait. I, I don't understand what you guys are talking about at all. So, so when... He, when Boyd tells Ava at the yeah. top of the episode, "I'll do anything. I'll, I'll do anything. I'll threaten his family." That was a lie. He knew that that judge had no family, but he was doing what he could to keep Ava's spirits keep up. So, oh, in, so you think he knew that he had, didn't have a family? Yeah, because Billy so very quickly either he read the situation super oh, well, right. which I don't know if Billy's that smart, right? Or well, he's smarter than the other guy. That's true, <laughs> right? But. Uh, I, I, it, it would, it stopped me just for a second because I was trying to think, why would Boyd lie to Ava about that? You know, when there could have been yeah. anything else. I feel like he just wants to keep her, keep her hopes keep her up. Her she was not, up, she was sure. not built for prison. But it was such a specific line, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to like I'll do whatever it takes, or you know, it was like I'll threaten his family, and then he must have known because there's no way Billy would have known if, if. Yeah. So anyway, I thought it was just kind of. Odd. Mm-hmm. That's all. But it did get him over to Paxton. Yeah, yeah. And well, I which, mean, yeah. How, how many times does Boyd have to like? I'm at the. T- I'm not at the top. <laughs> Damn it! And of all the people in Kentucky, you want to get pissed off? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does this guy not know who Boyd is? Yeah, I was. I was going. Wait a minute. Do you, 
you're at home. You already know who this guy is. And I, what is what? Is, do you really think this guy isn't going to come at you? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what that was about. Is that just arrogance? I think it is arrogance. Probably. Yeah, because, well, his whole agenda last season was to show Boyd who's right. boss. That's right. So he finally feels like he has that moment, and mm-hmm. he's not going to let go of it. Also, I feel like once you reach that kind of that kind of power... You think you're untouchable? Yeah, to yeah. a certain degree. He was left alive at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Boyd could have killed him then, but he didn't, you know? But that that's kind of my point, is that he, he Boyd could have killed him, but he didn't. I would think that he'd be smarter than to just like rub it taunt his, him exactly because he's just like he could have killed me but he didn't rather as opposed to you know doing the whole bag and you know screw you and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff uh, you know kind of just like let it go and, yeah. and and stay alive. Well, because you, you know the guy's capable of killing. I, when he's starting to go off, I'm like going, well, how do you think this is going to end? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's did what I mean. He seemed smarter religion? than that. He seemed a little smarter than that. I'm glad he did it because it was fun. To watch, but I was like, well, you see, I thought you were a little smarter than that. And then then you caught something at the end. Yeah, so uh, so Paxton's wife, who is... is Mara. Yeah, uh, Laura or Mara? Mara. Mara, who's set up to be this Latvian import, uh, mm-hmm. a doctor in Latvia. All of a sudden, when Boyd leaves, I, I may be mishearing, but I could have sworn her accent completely dropped. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't a foreigner anymore. And even Boyd sensed that there was something wrong, mm-hmm. that she is not who she appears to be. Right. And I'm wondering how much of a player she's going to be this season. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt we've seen the last of her. Mm. Well, and is um, Paxton dead? Well, I don't know why she would say that if he's dead. And why would Boyd, I mean, Boyd would probably know whether he left yeah. him dead or not. He's done it a couple of times. Right. Yeah. So then she goes over and says, I'll, don't worry, I'll take care of you. So he, maybe he's a vegetable and Maybe. she's just going to like change the I don't know. She's, she, he beats him, you know, to ba- basically to death with uh, the, the butt of his handgun. And then she comes in. She says, you killed him. He sa- And then he says, is that, is that your, your expert doctor your, opinion? Right. Your medical Which medical is a bit opinion? of a challenge, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, she to her and who she mm. says she is. Maybe that's the degree of dead you need to be in Latvia to actually <laughs> get buried. Yeah. Until all of the teeth have been stolen from yeah. your mouth, you're not dead. No. Yeah. I buried no, guys less dead than him. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Ring the bell. Mm-hmm. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. All right. So I don't know. I didn't hear it as much as that. But, you know. Uh, the, the accent drop? Yeah. And I believe the actress is uh, English. is not her first language. I'm not positive about it. I think okay. so. But anyway, who knows? I don't know. I guess we'll hopefully we'll, well find we out. Well, we know that you never trust anyone whose English is their second language. That's right. That's, according to Daryl. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's you know, Daryl's rule. The Tao of Daryl. Mm. Oh, we got to meet Wendy. Wendy's coming back. Right. The sister. I think yes. it's Winnie. Winnie? Wendy. I, it Wendy. was Wendy? Wendy. Okay, Wendy. thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she she uh, Alicia Witt again. It was a uh, life imitating art, <laughs> briefly. With our accent here, anyway. I thought it was great. She gets in an accent to get out. Of oh the yeah, accident. clever oh, yeah. little ploy. Mm-hmm. And she's she's a crow. Yeah, she's through a and crow, through. And she's got to be coming back. Mm-hmm. And she's, I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay, well we'll save it for predictions. But oh, I, I, I mean, I can one. already tell what you're thinking. Um, I mean, everyone thought, everyone thinks that anytime there's an, an attractive female guest star really on Justified. Th- and really they make a, a point that, that we all saw the Tramp Stamp. The Tramp Stamp, yeah. 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 It, it really is the Star Trek thing, isn't it, with Shatner? It's yeah, like, it's the Shatner effect. It's, it's the Shatner effect. <laughs> you have a charismatic leading male, anyone who enters their orbit, you assume <laughs> eventually. Yeah. 
Regardless they'll be species. docking somewhere. Yeah. Is that but she's like she's too smart and too useful of a crow to completely disappear. You know, she's the only because everybody to make needs it a legit. secretary. Yeah, who <laughs> can pretend like she's skills. a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> but, but can do it reasonably well. I know she. They yeah. signed a memo. They yeah. did sign a memo. Mm-hmm. She got a deal done. Yeah, mm-hmm. very resourceful. Mm-hmm. You know, Keckner is one of those actors that no matter what he's doing, you just watch him. Yeah, you just because I was thinking memo is yes. the thing the cafe, and even when he sits behind Daryl, yep. you're still your focus is still like what's he doing? Okay, he's just sitting there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you have, if you've never seen him perform live, it's yeah. incredible. He's, he's an inc- he's the, one, the most amazing improviser yeah. I've ever he seen. He is. He's very wow. good. Yeah. extremely. Yeah, and Matt would know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't understand. He was a guest star and he didn't die, which. I got to tell you, when they're sitting in that car and he's talking yeah. about his family and stuff, I'm they going, go, don't talk about your family, don't, don't, don't talk about your family. Dude, there's going to be a headshot somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think that, that that's when we come back to Florida, mm-hmm. that may happen. Uh, and that may be the thing to get uh, Raylan to listen and pay saving, attention. To, saving uh, Raylan's life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saving Raylan's life. Oh, make him realize Raylan. that. Uh, it's it's so tenuous and you're only here for so long. If you're gonna if you have family, you should you know mm-hmm. take care of it now. Check them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. At least See go what's visit. up. Go visit. You know. Go visit the fam. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else we got? Anything I else you guys I don't want got to talk nothing. about? I think I think I'm. Okay. It was, uh, I'll just say the pacing was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like you know they're they're back. They got their mystery mm-hmm. episode done. The mystery season, yeah, and it seems like they're back into the previous one with corals and crazy, mm-hmm. and and that hopefully it keeps up. Well, I like that they're going to bring. I like that they're bringing the crows back to the uh, to the county to Harlem to the holler all, all to the holler. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. Well, the ones they don't kill. Well, that's true. Yeah. It'll be yeah, it'll be sending murder, murder of crows, but also that um, that the the comedy was great. You know, because we had uh, a lot of fun in this, a lot of fun lines. You know, I'm not going to tell Desi Arnaz. Yeah. <laughs> you and eyebrows over here. Mr. I mean, eyebrows. Yeah. Leonard stuff. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Great. So. Elvis did not make it to Cuba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you laughed at a few. I can't remember what they were. Uh, I don't, I laugh at everything on yeah. this show. So. It's it's just, it's it's so entertaining, top to bottom. Everything's great. The um, in the, you know we saw it with normally we're watching the show. You've got one or maybe one other person with mm-hmm. you in the room, and we had you know five hundred yeah, people watching it with us. Oh, and so man. boy, the laughter was yeah. And but you know it was great because these people understand you can laugh, but you got to stop real yeah, quick because you you're gonna you need to hear the next line. It's a very good, very vocal laugh, but it's a quick one because so, <laughs> you don't want to miss the next line. Yeah. Well trained, yeah. Indeed, they, they know they're, indeed. Yeah, yeah. they do. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, I guess that's a good lead into. Let's yeah. talk about that. So we're gonna move on to our special segment here and talk about the uh, uh, premiere uh, that was there Monday night at the DGA here yeah. in Hollywood, Directors Guild of America. Uh, and uh, we were invited by FX and uh, I guess everybody over at, uh, well, Sony is their partner and stuff for, for this particular episode of Thank You. It's Paramount. Whatever. Sorry, guys. Thanks nice. for the invite, though. <laughs> nice work. Just <laughs> walking Sony around produces the show. Yeah. All right. So, Sega. It was Sega. Yeah, thank you. So they invited <laughs> us, and we were, we were happy to be there. We were grateful for the invite, and it was great. And we, we went just as guests. We didn't we, we didn't have to cover, although one of our colleagues was covering the press line, so that we, they got to do that part. Yeah. And we, we just got to stand and watch and sneak watch, photos over people's shoulders. And, you know, it was fun. Right, so we have some pictures here. Yeah, There's yeah. Ava Carter, Joelle Carter. Yeah. She looked mm. very beautiful. She does. All the women looked 
looked amazing. Oh, they were bedecked in their finery. They were. She had. Sorry, this, they were be what? No? Bedecked. Bedecked. Her yes. dress. I wish I could have gotten a shot of her dress. It had spangles all over it. Well, this shirt really is cool. great. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. So, you so know, like I said, I was stealing photos over people's shoulders. Yeah. His, his shirt. shoulder. Yeah. Um, and then that there's Graham Yost. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we also have David, David Minier, was there. our friend. Even though he's, uh, well, we, we, Johnny C. That's right, Johnny C. was there. It was, yeah, it was to see awesome him again. when he was in the studio. Yeah, he, he came to visit us. Friend of the show, he'd yeah. come to visit us. He had that sad, I'm a dead Jacob Pitts is Tim Gunderson. Mm-hmm. Tim Gunderson. Oh. He was, he was really, like, enjoying being on the oh, yeah, press he line. Time. He was talking yeah, he to a lot of people very, and really hanging out. Interesting, was not, was not. Not, well, neither was, uh, Eric. Uh, was Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. There's Natalie. There's Natalie Z. Again, oh, another lots gorgeous of dress. She had an amazing pair of shoes. I made a That's collage. Not an amazing pair of shoes. Uh, I made a collage of a lot of the pictures that we yeah. took. Wow. And one of them, and it's on my Twitter account if anybody wants to see it, but um, one of them was a picture of her shoes. Because you yeah. pointed them out. It, well, because you liked it. Get it on the shoes. I did. Shoes. So, and there, there we go. Who's this guy? The man. Walton. <laughs> Walton Goggins. Has there ever been a face as smooth Boy. as that I face know. right now? It's so funny, though, when he came on, you know, we were, you know, looking for him and stuff. And then all I saw, because he was walking behind people, I just saw the hair. The hair. Because he had it, it was, like, full it was on, in rare up, form. and He was gelled. peacocking, yeah. like, yeah. He was. Yeah, uh, you know, full product gone, and it was great. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was good to see him. And there's Timothy, mm-hmm. looking good, good. and, uh, and there, we had Eric in there. I don't know where the heck she is, but you know, there's yeah, there, so there's a whole press line there. Uh, right. Lots of people, very excited, and you know, lots and lots of people attending. Yeah, full so that house. was that was pretty fun, and we weren't the only ones sneaking photos across the line. Everybody was. Um, so we had a good time. Um, so Graham Yost did a little um, talk before yeah. the. The, the air episode the aired, and he talked a lot about Elmore Leonard, of course, <clears throat> and uh, the fact away. that he. Uh, so Elmore's son, whose name escapes me, called Graham Yost and mm-hmm. said, "Dad had a stroke," and, and this was in August. And then two weeks later, Elmore passed away. And so uh, Graham Yost and Timothy Oliphant and his wife and and uh, apparently other people from the show mm-hmm. went to the funeral. And um, and so Gramios talked about that, mm. and he said that he went to. If you'll remember, help me out with the story. He went yeah. to. Uh, he saw Elmore Leonard's desk, right, and in the house, and he had been writing up until kind of the moment right. he had had the stroke, and so, you know, um, which is just a neat tribute to. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a writer through and through. Mm-hmm. Was still working. And he was writing the Raylan. Yeah, he, he was, was working on. Or I don't know if it was his last released book, but it was mm-hmm. called Raylan, and it was yeah. a collection of short stories. Yeah, and it was you know a lot of uh, you know he uh, loved the show, and he had said that Timothy Oliphant uh, mm-hmm. gave the greatest portrayal of any one of his characters. Yeah, bar none. Yeah. So it was, it was huge tribute to Timothy, which Damn. is great. Uh, he said he, he had a hard t- time getting used to the hat. <laughs> Apparently, Helmut was not a fan of the hat, but he got used to it, so yeah. that was good. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are other characters that are in the TV show that are never in any of his writings, but he liked what they did so much with them that, that now he included characters from the show in his writing. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, so that was good. And he talked about Nick, Nick yeah, Searcy, he felt who he, was at the premiere as well. Yeah, Nick, everybody was there. Nick Searcy was good. Uh, so he... Nick Searcy's uh, portrayal was so indelible that when he was writing, Elmore Leonard, uh, Grammio said that he saw what he was writing, and it was the Raylan story, and he had written in the prose, he was talking about art, but in, he didn't write art's name, he, he wrote Nick Searcy. 
<laughs> and had to cross it out because that's how he, he wow. thought they were so changeable yeah. that he had, and, and and Graham thought that was just mm. a, a wonderful thing to see and mm-hmm. and really said how much he appreciated what Nick did uh, with that character. Mm. So I thought that was great. Graham Yost, while he was talking, you know, his voice broke a few times oh, yeah. while he was talking about Elmer Leonard, and so that was that was really touching. Oh, he talked with such affection and admiration for this man, and not just for the work, but for the man and and what it meant to to work with him and to to know him and to get to know him and be a friend and all that kind of stuff. It was really touching. Very the touching. eulogy at Elmer Leonard's. Um, funeral was given by his son yeah. and his son said you know one of the things my father is known for is the 10 w- rules of writing mm-hmm. and he said he could have written the 10 rules of fatherhood so, mm-hmm. there you go. so which which is great maybe maybe that's why the storyline in here that is, is prevalent so, is exactly. about fathers mm-hmm. and sons yeah. and parenting so. and then the other story that um that he told was that when he was in the service Elmore Leonard was out with he was young he was yeah. underage he was 20 when he uh, was in the service and um, went out with a bunch of the guys one night and had a dollar left and they went to a tattoo parlor. <laughs> and Elmore Leonard went to... That's what you do. Yeah, Went to do. the tattoo yeah. parlor with his dollar and he said, what can I get for this? And the guy said, I can either give you your service number or your nickname. And so Elmore Leonard said, well, I'm going to take, take the nickname and my nickname is Dutch. And so he got a tattoo and... Today he has thirteen grandkids, and six of them are named Dutch. Have no, they that have tattoo. a tattoo oh, okay. of Dutch? Someone. We assume that the other seven are too young to oh. get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that that is a tribute to him as a grandfather. Would be funny though if they, they yeah. had six grandkids <laughs> named Dutch. Which Dutch are you? Yeah, exactly. It's like George Foreman. But the other story they had is that uh, Graham talks about is that one of his grandkids. He, he said when he was visiting. Once, oh, he was ninety-two or yeah, something 90, like that at the time. I don't know how old he was. But something like that. One of the grandkids was sitting on the end of the diving board, blocking uh, Elmore from because Elmore access. wanted to go up there and do a, a backflip. And the grand said, "No, you're going to no! you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. You're going to kill yourself. <laughs> I'm not going to let you." And yeah. so he camped out on the uh, diving yeah. board so that Elmore could not could do his backflip. But great stories and uh, wonderful to hear all that. And you could see, and everybody in there. I mean, there people were pulling out the hankies when Graham was mm-hmm. talking about the whole thing. So it was it was well, great to see. Yeah. He went out at the top of his game. Boy, yeah. no kidding, huh? Was he ever? Did he ever have? Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> did he have a no bad game? game? Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. I mean, like, yeah. God, it's just nice to go out on something. Yeah, this so. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So, so that is our special. So that's segment. our special segment. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. You have questions? All right. No, no. Steve right, Bottomley has a question. No, no, no. no. All right. Well, <laughs> not if no questions, we can move on to predictions. Yeah, we're running out of predictions. Getting a seizure. Uh, I kind of revealed mine. Well, I'll say it again. I'm I'm just going to say that um, I think there's going to be jeopardy because I keep willing it. I think there's going to be jeopardy oh, for, for the, Winona and the baby and the baby. By the way, yeah. did we, I didn't get the name. Did any, did they say the name no. of the, the daughter? Mm-mm. Your daughter. Like, your that girl. That was very strange. And he said goodnight, ladies. And I was like, yeah. why? They aren't naming her. Her name's Dutch. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Dutch okay. Givens. All right. <laughs> Dutch Givens. Now that's a name. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, well, I, yeah, he he and Wendy do something. So that was your and prediction. I think from- I think uh, it makes Ava just jealous enough that uh, she goes after. I'm just. 
asshole and stuff. Like you're just yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, where are you going? Yeah, That's like, nowhere. how deep up there are you? I don't see <laughs> that. Whatever that was, I don't see it. Um, it's been a year. Well, I mean, we saw in we get to see in the preview that yes. uh, Amy Smart is yep. uh, is a guest star of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, love interest. Yeah, love interest or lust interest. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, and Raylan's living in this criminal's house. I don't know whose house. Fancy mansion. Or what what yeah. it has to do with anything? Mm-hmm. Um, potentially up on Clover Hill. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think I think that the the crows are going to start screwing with Boyd's new That's Mexico right. venture, um, and it's going to leave a lot of bodies. Yeah. And Raylan's going to have to step in as always. Mm-hmm. I hope that we don't lose the mystery element of last season. I, I liked the the change up in the storytelling, and I hope that you know this is just a further evolution of the show and not a regression to what it was before. As much as I've always loved the series and every season is its own beautiful animal, I just liked, I loved how surprised I was with last year and getting this big reveal of Drew Thompson and hoping that we get something, you know, just as epic. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and going off of that, I think it's going to be a hybrid. I'm hoping anyway that'll be a hybrid, meaning they'll have the, the mystery of uh, what Raylan will have to unravel is how uh, these forces and, and how are they coming together and where is all happening. I think because we aren't going to know. I'm hoping they're not going to tell us everything up front. Or yeah. they'll we'll learn it as Raylan learns it. Is is how the, the crows coming in and how they're going to interfere with Boyd and all that other stuff? Hopefully that that's mm. that's that's what we'll have to unravel. rather than a specific mystery about. You right. know, if they do introduce like a Mexican thing and yeah. going down to Mexico, I will be interested to see just how accurate and just how intense they make the cartels because right now the cartels are pretty nasty they they got nothing on detroit so we're gonna see see if they as riders if they go do we utilize this or do we pull back a little bit i mean you know Uh, they don't really seem to be afraid of the squibs yeah, but I think Rain will end up in El Paso with the border. Well, I mean, he doesn't have any jurisdiction in the in Mexico, Mexico, which right. maybe that could be. No one does, evidently. Yeah, yeah no so, kidding. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see. I, I hope that we have a return of Constable Bob Sweeney. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I so did too. hear someone. He someone as we up. were walking away from the sign-in yeah. table, someone talking about Pat Oswald. Yeah, I was surprised like, he wasn't there. Yeah, me too. And he, I think he was doing something. Yeah. So, but because Amy Smart was there last. The, uh, oh, Monday she had that on. red dress on, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. And um, Erica Tazel Tazel yeah. had the, had an incredible red dress on too. Yeah. She looks great. Woo! Hello. Yeah. All right. Last so thoughts. Glad it's back. Yeah. No, okay. Nothing last. Okay. Tell them where they can find you. Uh, okay. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E B E R M M A N. And I'm everywhere here at AfterBuzz TV. I'm doing like but, nine shows. But where they can see you perform? Oh, they can also see me perform live at uh, the IOS Theater in Hollywood, uh, 6366 Hollywood Boulevard. And if you're in the Chicago area, I will be performing this weekend at Chicago Sketch Fest as go. a member awesome. of DJ Fawcett at Stage 773. So please come out for that Friday and Saturday night at 8 p.m. Don't be Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Wow. Wow. Steve, Uh, follow that. Bottomly Steve at Twitter. (laughs) No, it's Bottomly Steven. Yes, that too. And if you happen to be uh, in Portland, I'm going to be probably in a bar up there somewhere. And you can (laughs) buy me a drink. I'll perform for you there. I'll do a joke. (laughs) Okay. I have a super fun new video on my website, TamaraCentral.com. T-A-M-A-R-A-C-E-N-T-R-A-L.com. Also, I'm on Twitter at Tamara Berg. Yeah, you can only find me here. So, that's it. 
All right, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here and be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.